the all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range. And Toolmart, the complete tool centre, serving WA for over 40 years. This is Sports Day. It's great to have your company here on SENWA. Peter Vlahos with you. It is Sports Day WA. We've got a great battle on in India at Lucknow, which is the destination for the match between Australia and South Africa. And there'll be a lot of people here in Perth, Western Australia, that'll be intrigued in this cricket match. We have got a big South African population here in Western Australia. Many South African people that have left... Uh, the Republic and decided to make Australia their home. They'll be watching this, still supporting their homeland and have got the Australians who are so desperate to win this match after going down to India in the first contest. A couple of changes, as predicted, Marcus Stoinis, the WA All-Rounder, has come in for Cameron Green, the other West Australian All-Rounder. And a bit of a surprise, Josh Inglis has taken the gloves at the expense of Alex Carey. And at this stage, Inglis is due to bat at five, Stoinis six, Maxwell seven. So it's a pretty powerful uh, batting lineup. But South Africa are batting first in this match. And it's uh, Quinton de Kock who's been in very, very good form for South Africa in the early part of this tournament and also in the lead-up matches. Glenn Maxwell, currently, the spinner, is doing the bowling. We'll keep you up to date with that. And the other thing that's going to be interesting, by the way, South Africa, no wicket for 32 uh, in the seventh over currently. And de Kock is on 22 off 21. Bavuma is 5 off 15. The other interesting rivalry has to be Australia and England. And on Saturday morning, our time, Australia takes on England in a football friendly at Wembley Stadium. It will be anything but friendly because of the two arch rivals. Regardless of what sport they come up against, whether it be cricket, netball, football, as we know, soccer, there is always that intense rivalry. And Australia take on England. It's a celebration 20 years ago when Australia at Upton Park in East London, defeated England by three goals to one. And the England team had these names, David Beckham, Michael Owen, Frank Lampard, Paul Scholes, Rio Ferdinand, Ashley Cole, and Wayne Rooney made his debut for England in that very match, coming off the bench. And on the other hand, the Australians were led by the likes of Harry Kuehl, Mark Viduka, and our very own Stan Lazaridis, who had a confrontation with David Beckham in that match. We're going to speak to Stan about that fixture 20 years ago when the Socceroos caused a major upset in Downing, England. It almost was unthinkable because uh, we recall back in 1950 at the World Cup, the USA defeated England, and we thought that was unthinkable. Well... The Minnows Australia did that 20 years ago with the Golden Generations. I'll speak to Stan Lazaridis a bit later on. Also in the program, we're going to speak to an up-and-coming 19-year-old cricketer who's going places. His name is Teague Wiley. He made a century in his third Sheffield Shield game last season and became the youngest since Ricky Ponting to achieve that feat and is the youngest player to represent Western Australia since Cam Green. Teague Wiley made 94 
in the Shield game just completed against Victoria, falling six short of a century. And we'll speak to him a bit later on as well because WA take on Tasmania in a Shield game starting at the Wacker on Sunday. But for the good oil for Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil, uh, just some of the leading stories. And let's go back to the trade where Melbourne star Clayton Oliver has ended up in hospital. Now, the Demons released a statement today confirming earlier reports that Oliver spent a short time in hospital today. The Melbourne Football Club said in their statement, I can confirm that Clayton Oliver was admitted to hospital. Clayton was transported to hospital via ambulance following a medical episode. The hospital completed a number of tests and Clayton has since been discharged from hospital and is recovering from home. And the club will make no further statement regarding uh, his condition. And the club will continue to work with Clayton and his medical support team to ensure he receives all the necessary treatment. After what's been a pretty traumatic week for Clayton Oliver, as we know, there was a strong talk that he would be traded out by the Melbourne Football Club until Simon Goodwin, the coach, intervened, sat down with him and uh, no doubt had a warts and all conversation about things that Simon wasn't totally comfortable with in relation to the makeup and the attitude of Clayton Oliver. Uh, everything was basically put on the table and left behind closed doors. And the next thing we knew that Clayton Oliver was going to continue at uh, the Melbourne Football Club. So he's had a bit of a uh, traumatic last week or so, culminating now with that visit to hospital. All right, that's the big story uh, today for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, uh, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. And a good get by our brekkie boys this morning with uh, likely number one pick Harley Reid doubling down on having no issues being drafted by West Coast. That came out this morning. You heard the audio, actually, in the run home. And uh, we may play it again, actually, for those people that caught it. This is what Harley Reid had to say on Scotty and Goss this morning. I don't know how many times I've had to say it or how much clearer I can be, but I'm happy to go to the Eagles, and I'm just super grateful to be in the position I am. And obviously, everything over there seems like it's, it's a great opportunity and good experience, obviously, with what Perth has to has to bring. So, yeah. Um, he obviously doesn't really like me, I don't think. So, yeah. <laughs> so, categ- you remember that. Remember, so, categorically, you're not a flight risk. If you were tr- if you were picked at number one, you would come yeah, to the West whatever, Coast yeah. Eagles gleefully, happily, and pull on a West Coast Eagles jumper. Yeah, for sure. With number nine. Either way, yes, I would. Yeah. And number nine. So, he disclosed that. He'll be taking over if he gets picked up. By the West Coast Eagles, uh, the Ben Cousins, Nick Nui jumper, number nine. Good get by the boys this morning. Well done to Chris Clafunas, the producer as well, in getting Harley Reid. Sam McClure uh, certainly was of the opposite, suggesting that Harley Reid was a risk for West Coast and didn't really want to come here. But that was played earlier, but we'll leave that a bit. It's more important that we get the word from the horse's mouth and uh, a bit of a... Long SMS here on the Tempera Bedshed text machine 0487 736 736. Pete, I heard Harley Reid this morning on Scotty and Goss 
and was really impressed with his knowledge and history of the club. That interview begs the question of his marketability value, listening to him addressing the fans. I wonder if they had uh, a player as marketable since Nick Nat. And I think West Coast needs to reassess picks two and three, although possibly the value for the player, including marketability, that three in the first 10. Uh, That just goes on. It's quite a lengthy one. But uh, the fact that he disclosed, he's looking forward to getting into jumper number nine if he gets picked up by West Coast. So that'll be a story in the ensuing days. Uh, Tomorrow being day five of the trade period. And I think it goes for a total of 10 in total. It's eight minutes past five. You can join us anytime on the Tempera Bedshed text machine 0487 736 736. We are here for the Kia EV6 GT, the World Performance Car of the Year, and Toolmart, the complete tool centre, uh, serving WA for 45 years. For Continental Tyres, of course, you can catch AFL Trade Radio right here on SEN. Nick Coffield could be traded to the Western Bulldogs within the next 24 hours. Now, Coffield was taken with pick eight in the 2017 AFL draft, but hasn't played a senior game in two years. He ruptured his ACL on the eve of the 2022 season, but made his return in the VFL this season. Uh, That's the latest on the Saint. Harrison Petty is reportedly set to stay at Melbourne despite a big offer from Adelaide. appears that he's going nowhere. Wantaway St Kilda free agent Jade Gresham's wishes are being granted slowly. The 26-year-old wants to get to Essendon and can as a restricted free agent, but that's where it gets complicated. It appears that St Kilda holding out to find out what compensation the Bombers' contract offer would trigger, hoping for it to fall at the end of the first round. So some of the updates there, and of course Essendon and St Kilda can't agree, as we mentioned, on Jade Gresham, Bowl, Port and Geelong standoff over Asava Radagalia. That update for Continental Tyres, all the latest news on AFL Trade Radio right here on SEN. Let's get into our Kia Top 5. We do it on Thursday. We look at the top top seven, the top seven stories of the week. We do the top five on a Monday, but on Thursday we do the Kia top seven stories of the week. All right, heat up. Let's roll them. Number seven. Excited about the prospect of of coming back to Australian rugby and uh, obviously the World Cup coming up. Can you give Wallabies fans your absolute 100% commitment that you will not be coach of Japan next year? I'm committed to coach Australia. Next year? I'm committed to coach Australia. That doesn't sound very definitive, Eddie. Your next question, please. We said one follow-up. I I really take umbrage at the questioning that people are questioning my commitment to coaching Australia. I really take umbrage at it. Yeah, I've been working non-stop since I've come here, um, and I apologise for the results. I keep saying that. But to doubt my commitment to the job, I think, is a bit red hot. So we're not going to deal with any of those questions any further. If you want to keep going down that line, I'll excuse myself. So, do you want to decide what you want to do? A moment of magic! Portugal, the final team to qualify for Rugby World Cup 2023 in the final match in pool play, get their first ever win! Yes, Portugal defeated Fiji by one point. Uh, That was the death knell for the Wallabies, who didn't get out of their pool group. And you heard Eddie Jones defending his position as Wallaby's coach, particularly after the Wales game, when there were some reports that he could take over Japan. Now, today, 
it appears that Eddie Jones' turbulent tenure in charge of the Wallabies seems to be over. There's reports suggesting the coach now is set to take over Japan, according to multiple reports coming out of the Asian nation. While these reports are yet to be officially confirmed by Jones, Japanese rugby officials or Rugby Australia feel it's inevitable that the polarising coach will leave the Australian Post in coming days. Number six. Jake Fraser-McGurk. He's hit 100 in 29 deliveries. And look at the excitement on his face. A special moment for this 21-year-old Redback. 100 in the Marsh One Day Cup of 29 deliveries. Yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a period in that off-season where I was like sort of hoping that the season could finish a lot quicker just towards the end of the season last year because it was just becoming sort of something that I, you know, just wasn't really getting up for and, and things like that. But then I spoke to Fergus O'Neill. He was like, mate, our job's elite. We we, we go in, we, we play the sport we love. We could be, I don't know, doing something else that we, we don't love and never wanted to, you know, dream of doing. So the way he put that really changed my view on things. An amazing knock. He shaved two deliveries off uh, De Villiers. 31 ball, 100 against the West Indies in 2015. As you heard, it was uh, a heck of a knock. Well done to Fraser McGurk. Number five. Into turn one and around the outside. Lewis Hamilton trying to get past his teammate George Russell and the two Mercedes have taken each other out. Oscar Piastri slips through into second place. Fernando Alonso now third. Max Verstappen win number 14 in his title winning season in 2023. He wins the Qatar Grand Prix. It is another magnificent weekend for McLaren. Oscar Piastri ahead of Lando Norris. A double podium for McLaren for the second race weekend in a row. Yeah, it's been a, a very fun day. Um, you know, qualifying was good this morning. Sprint qualifying was good this morning. And uh, yeah, obviously the sprint's been even better. So um, a difficult one, that's for sure. With, with all the guys on softs coming through, you know, I thought George was going to leave me for dead, but um, which he did for about three laps, and then uh, went went backwards quickly. So, um, yeah, interesting strategies. I think it was was exciting to watch. I'm sure, um, but yeah, happy we could, could come out on top. Yeah, Oscar Piastri from McLaren there uh, behind Max Verstappen as Miss uh, Lando Norris finishing in third. The Qatar Formula One Grand Prix, that first turn carnage, certainly taking a few out, but still. Max Verstappen from Red Bull leads the Drivers' Championship. Number four. And he's done that, but it's gone the distance. And it's a finish. Even Raul is sitting down. He wanted to chip it over extra cover. One bounce for four. Instead, it's six. Instead, it's a win for India. And they're off the mark in World Cup 2023. Yeah, I've already forgotten about it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, not ideal, especially someone of his calibre. Um, it happens. You know, four for ten would have been a dream start, but not to be. Look, you know, we had them three for none, basically, with our quick bowlers. So I wasn't too upset. We still had 20 overs of spin. Um, and again, I think if you, you know, put another 50 on the board there, probably that bowling innings looks a little bit different. Oh, I think you, you know, have a bit of a review of this one. Um, obviously, a tough surface, but if we're up against that again, what would we do differently? So uh, it's only one game out of nine. Um, so we won't dwell on it too much, but there are some areas we need to get better at. 
Pat Cummings, uh, the captain of the Australian ODI World Cup squad after their loss against India. They had India at one stage three wickets for two. Then Mitch Marsh, as we know, dropped that chance that he was talking about. It could have been four for ten. It let uh, Vera Kohli uh, off uh, with a life and he went on to, of course, steer India to a victory. By the way, speaking of the cricket, Australia playing their second match. South Africa, no wicket for 48 in the tenth over. Number three. The Volkanovski crew, these guys are just absolute studs, man. He jumps in and, and he accepts the fight. So he basically took that fight with one phone call, it seems like. One phone call. This is one of those sporting events that you will likely remember acutely where you were. Deafening inside the RAC arena as our mega fight gets underway. Alexander Volkanovsky is in the green with gold. Islam Akashev in the black and gold. Here we go. Obviously, uh, you've all heard the news. I got told about uh, Charles having to pull out and needing a backup. They hit me up yesterday. Um, we said, obviously, all right, let's do it. You know, obviously, uh, did the negotiations, did well, they did that. I just said, yeah, make sure it's worth it. <laughs> and uh, let's do it. Big news yesterday. We covered it on Sports Day WA, and Australian sports bands uh, were gifted one of the biggest fight weeks in the nation's history with a bizarre chain of events, suddenly seeing not only Tim Zhu, but also Alexander Volkanovsky, you heard him there, take world title blockbusters within days of each other. As we know, Volkanovsky has been catapulted into a lightweight title showdown against reigning champ Islam Makachev at UFC 294 in Abu Dhabi this weekend. Number two. With the context and background that you do have, um and the nature of trade period, you're, you're never um, completely surprised. But I mean, and I want to be really careful here as well, but, and this is not critical of Lockie, but we'd had conversations around him where he'd given a commitment to, to play through uh, to his contract to continue those negotiations. So on that basis, I guess there was, a, there was an element of surprise that the request came, given that you know our list manager had had those conversations with him and his manager. But acknowledging clearly that circumstances can change and change pretty quickly, and, and that seems to be the case with Lockie. Uh, I wouldn't use the term anger. Uh, frustration is fair and, and disappointment. Um, that, that I think that's a fair way of putting it, and that's what every club deals with when they have players who, who ask to leave or, or see greater opportunities elsewhere, depending on the circumstances, of course. But, yeah, I think anger would be a bit over the top, but definitely disappointment, yeah. That's Peter Bell talking on Lockie Shorts. A surprise uh, trade request during the course of the week. Lockie wanting to head back to Victoria and Collingwood, certainly in the box seat. Number one. I don't know how many times I've had to say it or how much clearer I can be, but I'm happy to go to the Eagles and I'm just super grateful to be in the position I am. And obviously everything over there seems like it's, it's a great opportunity and good experience, obviously, with what Perth has to, has to bring. So, yeah. Um, he obviously doesn't really like me, I don't think. So, yeah. <laughs> so, can you remember that? Remember, so categorically, you're not a flight risk. If you were tr- if you were picked at number one, you would come yeah, to the West whatever, Coast yeah. Eagles gleefully, happily, and pull on a West Coast Eagles jumper. Yeah, for sure, with number nine. Either way, yes, I would. Yeah. What makes you way more angry than it should? Something a little that really grinds your gears. Oh, um, Sam McClure. <laughs> <laughs> 
I tell you what, uh, that was certainly heartening for everybody associated with West Coast. Uh, Harley Reid on uh, Scotty and Goss this morning. That's the top seven stories of the week. Thanks to the Kia EV6 GT. World Performance Car of the Year. Australia and England are going to be doing battle in football's big prize at Wembley Stadium. Uh, Saturday morning, our time, Stan Lazaridis uh, goes back 20 years with us when Australia beat England 3-1 at Upton Park.